Hi, this is Cameron Gray and Vivanco in Quito, Ecuador. Today we have Education World's Hope co-founder Chip Smith with us, and we're going to see what he's learned through this process. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Hi, this is Cameron Granby-Vanco coming to you from the Andes Mountains in Quito, Ecuador. And today we have a special guest. Guest, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Cameron. I'm Chip Smith from Fort Mill, South Carolina. <laughs> Fort Mill. Y'all have heard me talk about Chip in earlier Hopecasts uh, because he is the crazy businessman who said, I know how to do all the back office stuff. I know how to um, help Education Was Hope become the real deal. So um, Chip has come to Ecuador and we have sequestered him in the recording studio and told him that he had to be a part of this. So we're we're glad to have you here. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Um, okay, so I have three questions for you. Okay. And the first is, what happened? <laughs> what caused you uh, to decide to do the Equals H, make it become uh, a nonprofit in the States? What was that process like for you? Well, it's been interesting. Um, I knew Cameron probably two years before I came down here and decided to change things in my life, which I did, and hopped on a vision trip. I think it was in February. What do you mean you decided to change things in your life? That's super vague. (laughs) I know. I know the story, but our friends don't. Well, this is a hard, you know, I'm an Episcopalian, so we don't talk about this stuff very much. (laughs) (laughs) I went to what they call a Garcia weekend at the Episcopal Church and had a, a spiritual awakening which was something I was the last person you'd ever think that would have a spiritual awakening. And what is a spiritual awakening? What does that mean? Really, you just you just basically see Jesus in a different form or see Jesus for the first time, which was me, actually. Like, when you say see Jesus, do you mean understand Jesus or did you like physically see somebody? I think both. I oh, saw wow. Jesus in a different context through, through Corsio and... I know you're going to pull this out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what we do. I know, I know. I actually had a a spiritual awakening, and I had, uh, I really, I really felt like I saw Jesus in the Crucio weekend, and especially at what we call the closing ceremonies. I had this. Uh, brown light shine all over me. Boy, this is embarrassing. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting all red. I had this brown light shining all over me, and I said a couple cuss words, <laughs> and I had to sit down, and I said, what? And then you know what was that? And I discovered it was a, a spiritual awakening, which mm-hmm. um, I discovered that's very common. Uh, I thought I was chosen and special and the only one, but it's not. <laughs> I actually seeked out some experts in this field to tell me, what it is, and what they told me is that you might not ever have another one, so enjoy this one, or you might. It's not the experience, it's what you do with it. Mm. And I hopped on a plane and came down, and I, did, I also did not know where Ecuador was. I couldn't even put it on a map. <laughs> so uh, now, embarrassing. May I, everyone, go to your maps. Make sure you know where Ecuador is. <laughs> now I do, thank goodness. But I came down on a, a, a vision trip. Uh, with a couple bishops, so that was kind of fun. That was fun. And uh, saw Cameron's vision. And when I first said, Cameron, can't we just send money? Isn't that better? And uh, that was the worst thing to say to Cameron. <laughs> so what I learned. What do lear- you mean? I know. I learned through that process that, hey, I can help. I knew I wasn't a missionary. I don't have that calling. I uh, are a preacher. I was a business guy in a little town in South Carolina. So I came back and incorporated and um, with LegalZoom, go LegalZoom. It went through the first time, which is apparently a miracle. 
I remember getting the um, the nonprofit letter from the IRS on my desk, and it was it was so fast, wasn't it, Cameron? It was fast, yeah. Yeah, I was saying, my gosh, we got it. It was through LegalZoom. I mean, who knew? But that's actually, I, I give a uh, shout out to LegalZoom. They really help you walk walk through this process. And so awesome. we got incorporated, and um, kind of the rest is history. Um, so really for you, it was uh, living out your faith. This is, hey, I, I'm not going to, I've heard you say, I'm not going to go to seminary. And I think yeah. you just said, I'm, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a missionary. I'm, I'm not about that. But I, these are the gifts and talents I have. Right. I have business gifts and talents, and yeah. and and wow, it. We certainly appreciate those. <laughs> <laughs> well, a it's a lot. It's a huge blessing for me, and um, I would like to like challenge a lot of other business guys that you know, even you can do anything if you want, especially especially with 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 your faith and with God behind you, you can do anything. And I do feel like this whole experience, we basically were incorporated ten years ago, mm-hmm. has been nothing but God and Jesus working through me and working through the Vivancos, and tens of tens of other people down here. And I I call business people to say, hey, if you want to change your life or you want to do something with your business, you can do it. And I also say it doesn't have to be grand. You don't have to do grand things for God. You can take little baby steps and really change a lot of things in your your business, your environment, your family, your home, and even internationally in Ecuador. What, so, what would a baby step be? What would that look like? What we did in my company was we started to give away some money. So a, as a company, a yes. for-profit company, yes. and instead of putting everything to through payroll or putting whatever you have in the bank or giving people raises, you made the decision to start giving money away as though you were a, a church? Is basically. That, basically. Wow, okay. and, and we really had buy-in from the employees. That, that was the most important thing. They became very proud of it. We even started advertising to our customers that if they had a nonprofit or a something special that they in their heart they wanted to give money to, and we had an application form online, request money. And we always gave them something, even mm-hmm. if it was $50. We always gave them something. So it's much easier to give it, give it away than you think it is. And I promise you, many, many, many months, business was not good, and we sat there and wrote that check every month. And, and of course— So that we were, intentionality, that you made the decision and you were going to live by it, we're going to give money away. We're going to, did you set a percentage? Did, what did you We started you do out that? with 3% of our profits, and that's what we did. And we, we call it 3%, 3% for charity. And so that— it, it's, more, it's, it's not so much giving the money away. Well, you know how important that is. It's changing the culture of your business because hmm. it's hard to change cultures on any level. And once that culture has moved and headed in the right direction, the whole business process changed. Our employees changed. Our outlook on business changed. And we were very fortunate. Some of those months that we didn't write the checks, or we, dealt, we always wrote a check. It was hard, but those months that we had great business, it was it was incredible opportunity to give money away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what company is this, by the way? It's called EW Process in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Because I want to give a huge <laughs> shout-out to EW Process. They right. they do support Educational Soap, and they do support the uh, the Vivanco family as well. And yeah. and the leadership there, the, the employees that they have um, – made part of their culture to send employees down and to know what they're a part of here. Uh, the EW process does some incredible things. And that magic happens when you start giving money away. When you give it away. It just happens. And, you know, it, it's a God thing, whatever you want to call it, but the magic happens. Mm-hmm. And, and it's grown and grown and grown. And this is a company that had, at the time, 28 employees. 
and they're bigger now because they've been very successful. Go figure, right? So if twi- anyone needs filtration needs, EW filtration process. pumps or anything, <laughs> ewprocess.com. But um, in the last seven years, they celebrated giving away a million dollars. Wow. Wow. A That's company a with 28 employees. That's a lot of money. It's an amazing story. Mm. So in your process, um, so you had this awakening that we won't make you talk about again, <laughs> Episcopalian. Uh, and if you don't know uh, Episcopalians, especially in the southeast of the United States, it's one of those, um, you, you just don't talk, you, you, you keep your cards close to your chest and you don't talk about it a whole lot. But there are a lot of really, really wonderful people uh, in that church and incredibly generous people and people who've, who've taught me and mentored me and grown me. Oh, gosh. That, there'll be more shout-outs to, to all of them in future episodes. But so you did that. You, you came down here. You saw Equals H. You said, okay, I can help in this way. Got back to the United States and did your own process of setting up a, a 501c3 and, and all of that. What have you learned through this Equals H journey? What, has, what have you learned, do you think? I, one th- I guess the biggest thing I've learned is when you step out of your comfort zone, the magic happens. Mm. And that is a very hard thing that people don't understand. But what do you mean, step out of your comfort zone? What your own bubble, your own town, your own life. I mean, we're so comfortable. We ride by need every day that we probably don't even see because we know it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. But when you step out of that, when you get on a plane and fly somewhere to a country that I didn't know where it was, <laughs> <laughs> when you bring your suitcase, you can't speak the language immediately takes you out of your comfort zone. So are you advocating for uh, taking some sort of big step at some point, doing some sort of short-term mission with a, um, gosh, there's such a loaded question, short-term mission. There's so much to talk about there, but we are big fans if it can be done well. Yes, of course. It has to be done well. There is a lot of short-term mission that's not done well, and you know, we'll put that on the list of things to unpack. But um uh, is can you take a big step out of your comfort zone in your in your hometown? What would that look like? Of course you can. Of course you can. But I think it's more in, can be more impactful if you get on a plane and go somewhere. Like I said, you don't speak the language, you don't know where the country is, etc. But broadens your horizons. Yep. People tell me why don't you help locally versus help internationally, and my answer always is yes or and. You don't have to pick one. You can do both. That's probably the most important thing is you don't concentrate on one area. There's, there's need, like I said, there's need everywhere. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. drive by it. You see yeah. it. It's a homeless person on the side of the street. What happened? Why can't you give him a dollar? I see people get scared. I understand all that. But to, to some people in the States, a dollar or $5 is nothing. And maybe that day can really make a difference in that person's life. Mm-hmm. So I intentionally try to do a lot of that all the time. And I really pay attention to people and look them in the eye and greet them and, you know, talk to them if you can, ask them how they're doing. And, you know, Cameron talks about, you know, a lot of respecting the dignity of people here and, and the beggars and stuff. And, and I've, that's what I really have learned is, is respect the dignity of every human being. We've mm-hmm. heard, we, we have heard that a lot. We say that in our yeah, baptismal covenant right. to respect the dignity dignity of every person. But do we do it? That's, yeah, that's, it's a daily challenge, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's hard. You can get worn down really, really quickly, especially when it's on every street corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and as this Hope Cast has been launched in the beginning of a, a pandemic, we, we certainly see that need everywhere. So you don't have to go across the world 
but sometimes it's helpful <laughs> to go to some place where you're keenly aware that you don't understand what's going on around you. And most you. of the time, you don't you don't fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, my mm-hmm. favorite story is how loud North Americans are, <laughs> and and you, I never it's understood it <laughs> until I got down here. And I, we, I'm fortunate to lead a lot of mission trips then, or vision trips. And I got. Uh, um, can you use better vocabulary? Well, this is this Jeez. is your next podcast. Jeez, Louise, he meant to say short term vision, short term teams, or vision teams, he experiences, say, or experiences. He didn't use the T word, people, right? That's right. Some well, people are going, "What's the T word? What's she talking?" <laughs> About. So it's, it's <laughs> loud North Americans. I'm always having to say, y'all be quiet now because we don't know how loud we are. Mm-hmm. We really mm-hmm. don't until we get in Ecuador because there seems to be a quiet, quiet. Uh, in the Highlands, it's yeah, a, it's a conservative, more subdued, yeah, subdued yeah, culture. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so you've learned through your journey how important it is to get outside your normal. Right. To get step outside the, the, the comfortability. Bu- the busyness of life. And that, that, that's... We're all busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true, all yeah. of us. My wa- my last question for you today is: um, What advice would you give to someone who would like to do something similar to starting a nonprofit, or joining a nonprofit, or uh, starting to give to a nonprofit? What What advice would you give right. to somebody? Um, starting a nonprofit is not easy <laughs> at all, and it, it continues to be a. a, a a hard job for us. And, you know, fundraising, we all know, is difficult. And there's many, many, many great organizations out there that do wonderful, wonderful things. Um, it's just hard. I, sometimes I would think you could join, you could partner with somebody and not start your own, because I hear a lot mm-hmm. of people want to start their mm-hmm. own nonprofits. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people that need your help and your talents and stuff, you could just help an existing nonprofit that's already established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, getting out of your comfort zone is very important. You can start locally. You can start locally with your if you have you know a business or, or you have influence of business. Start giving away a little bit. I mean, it, it ten dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Just start that process of changing your culture. Uh, and and your your business will improve. I, I promise you. What was the other question? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you got it. The, any advice? Any any last last thoughts about that? I think the most impressive thing I have learned from quote unquote missionaries because <laughs> <laughs> we don't like that word either in the Episcopal Church. But it's we're, how, we're learning is how to be intentional, mm. and that really does shock me because Cameron and Roberto are the most intentional person I know, people I know. I mean, it's just. And I've learned just to pick up the phone and call somebody, mm-hmm. somebody you haven't seen. It's so easy to text somebody, hey, say, I'm checking on you. I'm praying for you if you know there's a, you know something going on in their life. But just it's almost like a level of kindness that we don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just being intentional and reaching out and touching the people's lives, especially ones that have affected your life. Because mm-hmm. that calls, it's so easy not Like I said, we're so busy. And it's just so easy not to do that. But Cameron and Roberto have taught me how important that is. Mm-hmm. And we, Cameron says we do life together. Mm-hmm. And, and the people in the United States and my friends and my family, and all, we can all work on that process. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of friends that have told me since, since you know, COVID-19 is going on, their family, they're doing Zoom calls every night. Mm, you yeah. know, this is a free thing. And they are closer now as a family than they've ever been just being intentional uh-huh. through this pandemic crisis. Yeah. And that's, to me, I would say that is one of the biggest things that I have learned in this whole process. Intentionality, it can, uh, whether it's in a pandemic or 
intentional with people across the globe or in your neighborhood. Um, it's, yeah, it goes a long, long way. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Chip Smith from Fort Mill, South Carolina. <laughs> We're so glad that, that you braved the, uh, the airlines to come down here. <laughs> so far, knock on wood, so good. We haven't killed them yet, knock on wood. Okay, I will say. <laughs> What's that? I traveled during COVID. You did travel. Okay. And? And I got on the airplane, which freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. But it was fine. And one thing that really impressed me, to go into the country of Ecuador, that you do have to have an active COVID test within 10 days. Mm -hmm. So they are so strict down here. And I really like that, opposed to some of the stuff we're doing in the States. I feel very comfortable about coming down here now. Oh, good. With the active COVID, you know, a, a, a negative COVID test. And how, you know, every, every restaurant you go to, every, anything you go to, they're te- checking your temperature. Mm-hmm. So if you ever, ever want to come down, I would say that Ecuador is a very safe place to go right Even now. in the midst of COVID. Yeah, that's right. Great. Thank you, guys. Um, as always, feel free to check out educationequalshope.org if you want to know more about us or want to become a partner with us. We'd love to, to have you here in Ecuador, of course, but also around the globe. We're in Costa Rica and... Haiti and and Kenya and Rwanda. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Ciao. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.